Welcome to the Boone Podcast, where we are talking Black Next Gen Ministry. I am Candace Wynn, and I am here with my boy, Robert Purvey. <laughs> and also, we have the Reverend Dr. Auntie Virginia Ward in the house. Yeah. Hey, Auntie. Hey, how y'all doing? Doing good. Good. I am so happy to have you here with us in this conversation today. I, you know, I think this is a, one of those conversations where there's a, there's a lot of people that could probably talk about it, but there's very few people who could talk about it. Well, you know what I'm saying? There's mm-hmm, a, there's a difference mm-hmm. between you can talk about it, but you can talk mm-hmm. about it. Mm-hmm. You're right. one of those ones who can <laughs> talk about it. So I'm excited to have you here today. Um, you are the Dean of the Urban programs located at the Boston campus of Gordon Conwell Theological Seminary. Um, So you got a lot of experience, a lot of wealth of knowledge, and this is our um, fifth episode. So y'all, for those of you who've been following us along on this journey, we have been doing um, a mini series podcast. This is episode five of five. So we are kind of shutting this thing down for a while. or, or are we? Mm. Or people are want we? the song. The mm. people want the song. The people want the song. He said that in episode one. We're going to see. Y'all, y'all hang out with us till the end. You might hear a little bit more about whether we're going to keep this thing going or not. All right? Well. <laughs> all right. So, Auntie, we, we got a game we play all every, right. every episode. All right? Mm-hmm. And so, uh, I'm going to give you some hashtags. And they okay. have to deal with church because it's called culture tags. All right? So, this it's okay. all church-related. All right. All right. So, so I'm, I'm going to give you one. Candace, I'm going to give you one. So, you know, Candace, every episode you've been doing better. I'm proud of you. So, mm. uh, <laughs> <laughs> epic so, failure. My epic failure on episode uh, one. Kind yeah. of oh. She almost got a black Ooh, heart revoked on, the, uh, on episode totally. one, but she's she been redeeming it ever since. <laughs> okay. Right. Okay. Help right, me, Jesus. First. You ready? Yeah. Here we go. We say oh, during communion. It's a song we say during communion. The letters are I-K-I-W-T-B, for those of y'all listening. And it's a song we sing during, I know it was the blood. There you go. (laughs) There you go. (laughs) See, I I know you'd be good at that. (laughs) All right, Candice, this this probably... If you you are you are a mother, you give me like church mother. So you you would do this at at church when you give announcements. So what would you tell the people at the end of announcements? Okay, the letters are P G Y A. We are telling the announcements. After you you give announcements, what the announcement clerk say? After she gives all the church announcements, please do what? Oh, um, give your attention. (laughs) Uh -uh. No. So so some denominations say that, but in the Baptist denomination, we say, please govern yourselves accordingly. Oh, that's right. Dang. <laughs> so you know what? That's so real. That's so real. Yeah. Governor yourself accordingly. AME, they say, A-M-E, please A-M-E, give this to your attention. Yes. Yes. <laughs> 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 All right. Oh, that, but that, that's a real traditional church. That's a real traditional yes. church. Mm-hmm. Yes. Very much so. All right. Some some people will say that it's done, mm-hmm. but it's not what? It's not over until God says it's over. Come on. Hey. Come on. Auntie getting you on this, Candace. She's going to keep on getting me. You know what? You got to give me a little more. See, you know what I want from you? I want you to give me a little more stuff around it. You just put it up there and like, what is this? Give me more, man. Give me more. You're a millennial. You got to drop. You got to insert yourself you know, in the context here. 
I, I, you you got to get this. You got all these letters, man. Give me one that's shorter. Oh my goodness. No, L A D I I. Now the people who are listening can't follow along with this. It's, it's all good. The, the Bible L-A-D-I- tells you, you got to be, be careful of what you speak because. Okay, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna say the letters for those listening. L A D I I T P O T T. Now say it again. Be careful what you speak because life and oh, life and death is in the power of the tongue. Yeah, there you go. Come Ooh. on, Ooh. so proud of you. There you go. That's culture tax, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> oh man, listen that last one. Everybody listening, they like, hold on, let me grab a pen. L A D. That's like a whole. <laughs> Listen, <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. that's real though. Mm-hmm. That's real. Um, so let's shift a little bit. Let's get into the conversation that, that we're talking about today. You know, this conversation. So what we've done within this mini series podcast, we start off just talking a little bit about the vision of Boom, and then we shifted into talking about some history. And then the last three episodes, we've been talking about different pieces of Boone's vision. So the first piece of Boone's vision, we had. It's community of inclusive community. We had um, the Reverend and soon to be Dr. Sean White Watkins talking with us. And then last week we had um, for the, the piece of Boone's vision about strategy and our culturally responsive ministry strategy, we had the Reverend mm-hmm. Dr. Akila Legande of Ministry Architects on our conversation. Mm-hmm. And today we're talking about the last piece of Boone's vision, which is opportunity and opportunity for an amplified influence. And we have you. Um, Auntie Dr. Virginia Ward in this conversation today. And so I'm going to set this one up just a little bit differently because mm-hmm. I feel like throughout my entire life, if I look back at the different people who have opened doors for me, mm-hmm. it was black women. Mm-hmm. And it was in, 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 in more in the sense of, because I just feel like something about the way that black women have, I feel like have seen me, and have been willing to engage me, I don't really feel like I've gotten that from Black men. I mean, there have been some Black men who have, you know, have really, really mentored me and coached me. I can think of, you know, a couple of them who have, but in the broader sense, it was the women. You know, even from when I was a child, I remember being a child in church and seeing a woman doing something and first feeling like I was called to ministry. Then when I went to college, it was a Black woman who was a preacher who walked me through my calling. And then it was another black woman who preached a sermon that got me to accept my calling. And then as I've navigated through different spaces and as God has transitioned me um, on this journey of, of ministry, um, most recently, um, Doc, I would say that it was you who has really just empowered me and encouraged me and really been giving me um, opportunities and spaces and has entrusted me in a profound and a profound kind of way. Um, that's why, you know, my mouth will not let me form the words Virginia and call you Virginia. It just won't. You know, I mean, I, I was raised by my grandma and my mom and the elder we we did not call our elders by their first names right Mm -hmm. and then especially if i think about our relationship and then the ways that you have mentored me and poured into me um my mouth won't let me say that and the different ways that you have given me opportunities you know and and have empowered me and and pushed me and and um let me and help me to see me when i was unable to really just see the power of god within me sometimes um 
it's been it's been remarkable. So in this conversation of opportunities for an amplified influence, that's a huge part of what I want to do within Boone is mm-hmm. provide the space for other people to be given opportunities to be able mm. to sit at some of these tables, to be able to stand on some of these stages, to be able to sit mm-hmm. down in front of mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. a camera or on in a, on a podcast mm-hmm. to let their voice be heard. Because I know that sometimes we need other people to kind of give us that nudge and open that door um, for us, but for us to be able to really just walk fully through that. Um, but question for you though, so who, who would you say the people are who've given you a chance? Who are the people who, who mm. have really just given you an opportunity in your life. Well, thank you, Candace. I'm honored by your words. And so because I am a baby boomer, I grew up in a time where most of the people of influence ahead of me were white men. Hmm. And so it was white men who initially opened doors for me because they were the only ones with access to the doors. Hmm. At that space, white women were trying to get access and still trying to make their way. And so for the most part, it was outside of the black church, I should say, outside of the black church in school. It was it was a a white teacher. His name was Mr. White. Literally, his name was Mr. White, who saw me and said, you're a leader. Um, Another I did have a black teacher, English teacher who Mr. Singley Battle, who said, you're a woman and you're a leader. And he reminded me of who I was. In church, because I grew up in the AME Black Church, y'all, African Methodist Episcopal Church, if you please. And at church, there were Sunday school teachers and the pastor and associate ministers who would say to me, you know, you're a leader. We see in you. We see. And they gave opportunities for me to be able Mm. to lead. So when I first started, it was pretty much my journey was a little opposite of yours. It was men and it was white Mm. men at first. And then as I started working more in nonprofit, then I started to encounter black women or Latino women, uh, women of color who started to say, ah, I see what you got. You got something there. I I don't necessarily know what it is, but let me at least create space for you. And so Mm. it, them creating space for me and and then other black males in youth ministry. So I think of, you may know, Pastor Chris Hill. He was one of those youth Mm. leaders who, he turned down workshops and he would say, Virginia, I'm sending you to do this because I can't do it. Or it's time for your voice to be heard, especially here in the Boston area, where hearing from a woman, especially a black woman in youth ministry, it was unheard of. We, mm. we went there. And if so, we were evangelists so-and-so. We weren't allowed mm. and given spaces to be able to do so. And other people like Craig McMullen, I'm thinking of, and Dave Kemper, I'm naming names. They're mainly men. The biggest one on the theological side, the seminary side was Dean Borgman. Mm. He had me in class and he literally took me under my wing, under his wing and said, you're going to be one of my protégés and I'm going to pour into you and I'm going to teach you. And he asked me the hard questions and he gave me opportunity to TA with him in class. But then also challenge me to grow and to strengthen in the other leadership areas so that Mm. I could be sustained as a leader. So for me, my journey was initially mainly men, mainly white men. And then as the years progressed, there are a couple of black men as well. And then ultimately at church, my husband, who has basically said, fly, Robin, fly, and has Mm. thrown me out there in spaces challenge me to read things, challenge me to strengthen my leadership muscles 
and it still continues to shepherd me to this day. Mm. So, so like I, I'm that is powerful stuff. And I, and people who are listening, I, I want them to hear a little bit more with that because mm-hmm. what you talk about is opportunity to speak in various places because mm-hmm. you are a strong black woman, right? Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. but you're also, um, diverse in your speaking capability mm-hmm. and speaking platforms. Mm-hmm. What, what behind the scenes work did you have to do to prepare for these different moments and different spaces? Cause you know, we can't, uh, it, it's just, you can't talk in black space like you do white spaces or Hispanic and Asian. Every culture mm-hmm. is different in how you approach each setting. So, so how, how did you approach those moments or how mm-hmm. like privately, how did you prepare for those public moments? Mm-hmm. Great can, I, question. can I add on, can I add yeah. on to that too? Mm-hmm. And I also think within that too, is that sometimes you have to be given the calm, you have to be, develop confidence mm-hmm. to, to be your full self. Mm-hmm. As you speak in those spaces, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, yeah, you've got to be able to, you know, be able to speak differently to the different audiences. But I also think that over, you know, there's a different kind of confidence that you have to have to be mm-hmm. who you are mm-hmm. on those stages. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So talk a little bit about that, too. Okay, we'll do. I will marry both of these because I see both of your questions and statements as a right and a left hand. So Mm -hmm. it began first at home. So my mother, my parents divorced. And even though he was an AME pastor as well, my parents divorced in our teenage years. But my mother would say to us, a woman can do anything. Mm. And she didn't say anything a man could do. She said a woman could do anything. So Mm. early on, that was ingrained in me from my mother. Now, from the church side of it, at the AME church I grew up in, we would sing this song, To Be Young, Gifted, and Black. And so I always had that within me that I'm young, gifted, and black. That song would ring. So when I pretty much went to predominantly white schools and, and went and learned in predominantly white environments, but I was worshipped in a predominantly black environment. So that juxtaposition of the right hand and the left hand of be black over here. Mm-hmm. And as there's one of the comedians that says, know how to turn up and turn down your blackness. And so I've learned in certain spaces, I can turn up my blackness when I need to, and I can turn it down when I need to. And I become Virginia Ward versus I'm Jenny. Hey, what's up, y'all? What's going on? I can be IT, IT Jenny. So said, I said that to say the private preparation, I believe, began first with my mother reminding me of who I was. As Simba, as mm-hmm. um, Fasa said to Simba in The Lion King, remember who you are. So mm-hmm. first had to be instructed at home. This is who I am. Then in church, to have that faith foundation of being a, a young person at that time, but being a person, a woman, a black woman. So all of those layers on top of each other. And then there was study time that I had to do. So because Mm -hmm. when I started out in school, my major was accounting in the business realm, you had to do research on any company. Whenever you went to an interview or any client I was seeing, I had to do research. So what I learned, I took those same principles and applied those and transferred those skills into ministry environments. So if I knew if I was invited to ABC Baptist Church, I would look that church up. And this is before the internet. This is before Google. I would get information on the church. At that time, it was looking up articles. What was the church about? I'd ask around, who's the pastor? What's this ministry about? So I would research my context. So I knew what I was going into. 
So if they were a highly academic context, then I knew I needed to study and study a certain way. If it was more relational, then I knew I needed to do icebreakers or things like that to be able to connect with the people. So I transferred the learn, took the skills I learned from business of doing research and studying my environment. So that way I knew what to do in other areas on that in that particular context. I was also intentional about learning from mentors in that area. So mm-hmm. I, I can't stress, stress the importance of mentors. You need somebody who's ahead of you that can mm-hmm. say, uh, baby, the landmarks are over there or there's mm-hmm. problems over there or this is how you roll that way. And not that you'll do everything that they say, but they're going to take a lot of the guesswork out of it so that you don't mm-hmm. roll into a place in jeans and you should have had on a jacket. Um, mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And 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 you got on jeans and a t-shirt and you should really should have had on a jacket, at least with the, with those jeans and t-shirts. And so mentors, I think are really important. And I spent time with mentors who poured into me and helped me to learn what to do. And I made mistakes and I was able to, I would say, thirdly, receive feedback. So I think that's mm-hmm. part of the preparation. If nobody can speak into your life and nobody can say, hey, you stank. Um, or your attitude is wrong. And I had some hard critics. I gave some of my friends permission to say the hard things to me. So much so where I have one friend in particular, when we go to lunch with one another, we bring tissues. And whoever makes the other one cry has to pay for lunch. So, I, I mean, it, it, we could get ugly with one another. But I learned and grew so much from that from having people in my life that could tell me the good, the bad, and the ugly. So that's part of the the prep work I would say that I had to do on the side. And it meant I couldn't say yes to everything, certain Mm -hmm. spaces. My family had veto power over my schedule. Mm -hmm. So there's certain places I didn't go, certain things I didn't do. And if it was a check of my spirit, like, eh, I I don't think I need to do that. Then I didn't let my ego get ahead of me. I would just say, no, it's not for me. And, and not stress it. You know, so I was trying to figure out where to go next, but because I, because I heard a lot in what you said, right? And I think where you landed that plane is kind of where I'm gonna where I want to keep on 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 flying. I'm gonna pick it up off the ground a little bit, mm-hmm. um, but I do want to go for sure dive into some conversation of, of prep. I do think prep is a huge piece of it, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but but when it comes to the different opportunities that are given, right? I look at Boone as a space where I want people to know that there is space for you at the table. Mm-hmm. You know, I want Boone to be a place where people know, like even different organizations, regardless of who the organization or a church or whatever, whether it's a school or whatever, they they know, hey, if I'm looking for a diverse voice, if I'm looking for a, a Black voice to be able to speak about something, I know that I can come to the Boone and find mm. somebody within that community, within that family to be able to utilize within this space, right? Mm-hmm. Um and I think that there are a lot of opportunities that we all are given. I know personally, you know, I mean, I'll do, you know, quite a bit of, of traveling and speaking and, and, you know, there's preaching or training or podcasts and things like that. Just and I'm grateful for the opportunities that are given to me. I really, really am. I have, a, you know, my, my son, he, he's one who has a hard time Whether I'm leaving in that morning mm-hmm. and coming back that evening. He's always mm-hmm. like, you always going somewhere. You always leaving. And I recently had to make a decision. And I'm mm-hmm. like, listen. 
if I can, every opportunity that I get, I'm going to take one of my kids with me mm-hmm. because I think that it's important for them because they're growing up in a different age. They're they're mm-hmm. non-traditional PKs. Mm-hmm. They're not mm-hmm. PKs in a sense of of how people traditionally understand PKs. They're mm-hmm. their lives their, their lives as a PK is, are different, right. and I want them to be able to go on this journey with me and to be able mm-hmm. to experience it because they need to see what their mom is doing when she's not at home, right? Mm-hmm. Because it's important for them to have eyes for that. Mm-hmm. Um, Recently, bro, I'm gonna pick on you a little bit, Pervy, right? Um, <laughs> I'm, gonna, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna get on you a little bit um, because recently there was a post that you made, right? And 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 I couldn't like it, I couldn't love it, and I almost gave it a thumbs down, bro. I really, really did, right? <laughs> but um, you said something like, "In the last thirty days, I've preached, or mm. taught, or spoke." or been on podcasts, whatever, 25 times, right? Mm. That's a whole lot, man. Mm -hmm. And I'm grateful for the opportunities that God has given you. And I really do feel like you are in a season where God is opening up a lot of doors, right? But at the same time, I can't help but to think, who are some of the other people who could have been given some of those opportunities? Like, Mm -hmm. how, how, how are you able to really navigate the space of, being able to stand up that many times in that short a time and had that strong of a word mm-hmm. and each time you do it and do it with, 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 with justice and do it with reverence, you know, and I know you got your whole little routine, you know, your whole little prep prep, you know, journey that you're on. But at the same time, like I look at it as, as opportunities in the same way that you were talking doc about the different people who were saying, Hey, you need an opportunity to be given. Like I'm giving, I'm going to send you here and I'm going to have you do that. I think that the more that we are as a people able to open doors and provide those spaces with other people, it really does something to the universal us. Right. Mm -hmm. I feel Mm -hmm. like within the black community, we have this, we have this, this history of, of, if an opportunity is given to me, this is for me. I'm not handing that over to somebody else because this is for me. And I think we've got to, we have got to get to a place where we move beyond that. Because if we are going to collectively lift, now I do think that some assignments absolutely have your name on them. I mm-hmm. do. I do think some assignments have your name on them. Um, but I think that there's just there's there's seat at the table and there's room in the end for everybody. Yeah, and and so opportunities for me, um, I'm on was two sides of that coin. Like for one, on one side, a lot of the opportunities I'm getting is because people are inviting me in to spaces they're no longer relevant in. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. So I'm getting invited to a lot of spaces mm-hmm. to to speak relevance to a place that's dying out, right? Mm-hmm. So a lot of mm-hmm. my work is rejuvenation and revitalization, right? Mm-hmm. And on top of that, um, so that's one part. The other part is just for me, like my church has three services every Sunday. Mm-hmm. So I'm preaching 12 times a month off top, right? Mm-hmm. So that's mm-hmm. that's that in conjunction with everything else. But then more importantly, it's like, that's my June. That's not my every month. So yeah. for me, like, so I prepared for June in March, Right. Mm-hmm, so, mm-hmm. so, so I'm preparing now for my busy September mm-hmm. in, in, in July. So like for me, so preparation in that part, opportunities have to be coupled with preparation. So mm-hmm. like I, I prepare privately for every public opportunity. And I think one thing we have to talk about with opportunity is, yes, we need to give opportunity to some of our young leaders coming up. But I hope every young leader hears me. 
while before the door opens, you need mm-hmm. to be preparing in the back room. Mm-hmm. That's right. right. Sometimes That's you right. get opportunity and you step up or step in and you're not ready because you haven't done the prep work. Mm-hmm. Right? And, and so I just pray that every leader that is waiting on opportunity or wants an opportunity mm-hmm. also embraces the work before you get to the opportunity. And Dr. Ward, I yep. know you can speak to that. Like, yes. I, I mean, because I know you've won. You've been one to prepare for the opportunity, but mm-hmm. I know by you giving platforms to people, and mm-hmm. I know you, I know you really, I know you've pulled some coattails before and, and be like, hey, uh-huh. I, I gave you an opportunity. But... <laughs> Hello. I know. I, I know Hello. You. Oh, my name in these streets. Hello. <laughs> Hello. Well, I've also learned there are levels of opportunity, and I'm glad you said that, Robert. I think there are levels. So sometimes the opportunity, uh, Candace, to what Robert just said is, you're in the room while Robert's speaking. Robert invites you, come, mm-hmm. I'm going to be speaking in front of this group. They have never been in that type of room or conference. Just, mm-hmm. You just come and sit your behind in the room and watch and see what's going on. Yep, That's absolutely. your opportunity. Your opportunity yeah. is not behind the mic. Your opportunity yeah. is not on the stage in front of this camera. Just get your butt in the place, which is what we I tried to do this Ooh, time so with, with Orange is to open the door to 20 leaders from Boston, urban leaders, black and Latino, come here and sit in the orange, come and just see what's happening. Come and see. Now, some of them are pastors, they speak, they do other things, they're leaders, but they just, their level one of Mm. opportunity is get yourself in the place. Mm -hmm. Because if you can't even come in the place and see, why are you just going to come in and snatch the mic? Nah, come in and sit down and learn something. And then afterwards we process, what did you see? What did you hear? That, to me, is the next step of opportunity. What did you see? What did you hear? What did you glean? What did you learn? And then after that, okay, where do you potentially see God making room for you here? And Mm -hmm. for some, it's not necessarily that stage. They're going to take what they learned from that room and bring it back into their context. And so Mm -hmm. they're going to teach from that room on their current stage. So they may never get to that stage. So I think we have to be careful with opportunity so that we don't um, pronounce or make people think and aspirationally that, oh, yeah. you're going to become the next, you know, right. uh, Todd Hall or, or <laughs> T.D. Jakes or whatever. You're, you're not, mm-hmm. not going to come the next Robert Pur- Purvey. That's not what we're saying. What we're saying is God grants you opportunities every day. Can you first perceive the opportunity? Can you see it? And then what will you do with it when it comes? Will that information just stay with you in a binder on a shelf or in your journal somewhere on your phone? Okay, great. You took good notes on your phone, but what you doing with it, bro? What you doing with it, sis? How are you applying it to your life and to see opportunity from many angles? That's so good because I think especially as we live in this age of people want over people have the ability actually with social media, Mm -hmm. people have the ability to gain overnight fame. Mm-hmm. Right. And, mm-hmm. and but there's a difference between fame and success. Yes. Right. Fame yes. is people just know your name. People mm-hmm. know who you are. You can be famous and have no success, no skills. Right. Kardashians and so many right. other people. Right. 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 <laughs> okay. Or or people have 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 success. Right. Mm-hmm. And people don't know their names. Right. Because there's right. a lot of successful people who the average person doesn't know because some people who are successful doesn't always have fame. Right. right. My grandfather right. was crazy successful. He has several patents out. Things mm-hmm. that, that are still being used within our, our, our military forces today were created mm-hmm. by my grandfather. But guess who knows his name? Right. Me and my family. 
right? right? But he right, had a successful right. life, you know? Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. I think that with the age of social media, people want overnight fame, but aren't willing to do the work to yes. really, really navigate an obedience journey to God. Because when yes. you're obedient to when you're obedient to God and you're walking mm-hmm. And what it is that God has for you, it looks like just sitting in some of those rooms, like you yes. talked about, Auntie. Mm-hmm. It looks like just eating the crumbs of it if they were falling before you. It looks like being willing to to, to stay up late and do mm-hmm. the work. Like, mm-hmm. what are you willing to do in order to walk in your in your in your obedience? Um, mm-hmm. That whole faithful over a few, ruler over many. I mean, like yes. everybody yes. isn't going to be given an opportunity to be speaking in a, in a, in an arena in front of thousands right. of people. That's right. not everybody's. That's not everybody's is calling. That's not right. everybody's trajectory and path. And when I say opportunity, you know, I don't want anybody to misquote me or mishear <laughs> me. That is not what I am saying. You know, not right. at all. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, I think that it's it's opportunities for us to really um, be able to walk more confidently or walk in what it is that mm-hmm. God would have us to do in whatever ways, whatever ways that, yes. um, that that looks like. Confident mm-hmm. and closely. I like what you said, sis. Yes. Uh, Auntie, me and Candace laugh about this all the time. Mm-hmm. So we laugh about people who we may not know or, or know in some cases mm-hmm. that hop on social media and they mm-hmm. have little one lines of inspiration. Right. They get followers. Not all of a sudden they're famous. Right. But you put them Come in front of now. people and they can't say anything, right? Come so, on. So, so part of Boone's <laughs> um, reason for opportunity is walking closely with you too. So we yes. can connect you and, and, and we can go to Boston and we can have, we can spend a day with auntie yes. and yep. we can talk mm-hmm. through different things. Right. Mm-hmm. So you know how to go in different rooms because you may have, you may come into a room and have the opportunity to sit amongst people who are doing things. Right. Yes. But yes. a lot of times you need that close relational yes. uh, interaction. So you know how to speak. Cause there are certain jokes you can't say in right. black rooms, come right. certain on now. things you can't right. talk about in culture. We just talked about it. Even in our black context, there's a certain way, announcements mm-hmm. we're in culture tags yes and, you know because yes. sis said okay we can say it like that at ame but right. you know more traditional baptist churches did so yep. it's, it's it's those knowing your context and knowing yes. and it's not and, and i want y'all to hear something auntie said earlier about turning your blackness up turning your blackness down mm-hmm. it's not putting a a um a blinder over your blackness right it's just understanding your context yes right and i think a part of what uh, Boone does and 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 sis, your vision is amazing on this mm-hmm. is giving you opportunity not just to speak, but giving you opportunity to know how to speak when you get an opportunity. Yes. Right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. Because because we're gonna put you in relationship and yes. network with people who speak in diverse environments yes. and situations that can help you when you walk in. Mm-hmm. 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 No, and that's, I think, unfortunately, the influencer culture, and I've met some influencers that are really on point. I mean, they know who they are, and I've met some other influencers, and I'm like, you're famous for what? (laughs) And it's that whole point of, okay, do the work before the camera and after the camera's off, Mm -hmm. when the mic is in front of you and when the mic is off. It's a constant daily refreshing renewal learning increasing of yourself your knowledge your your relational skills everything all of the above in order to be able to do that so i i agree 100 with that 100 yeah yeah there's there's a quote that i've heard that that says um it says something like 
your talent will get you in a room, but mm-hmm. it's your character that keeps you, right? Yeah. Well, but as I think about that quote, I want to even expand it. It's your mm-hmm. talent that can you get you in the room, right? Mm-hmm. Your mm-hmm. character keeps you, yes. but it's your anointing and your education that can mm-hmm. also keep you in that space too, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Because there's some people who might have the talent and the ability to create this, these amazing reels on social media and make it look like they're Right. Doing these amazing things. Um, But if you're not educated and you don't allow yourself to constantly be educated and be poured into, it's it's very challenging to do the work of ministry week to week. And I know a lot of people get caught up in that whole, I'm doing God's work, but I'm not Mm -hmm. spending time with God. Right. Because you can't just do God's work without spending time with God. And you have to have that, that, that time with God. And I'm not talking about, you know, you're, your um your a lot of times people will couple like my devotion and your study time. No, right. I believe personally your devotion time needs to be your devotion time and your study yes. time needs to be your study time and they need to yes. be two separate times that you are spending with God because mm-hmm. that is where the fruit is manifested. You so know, true. that's where you are learning, that's where God is pouring into your spirit and giving you the ability to expand yes. what it is that you're able to talk about. You know, mm-hmm. I know I can mm-hmm. feel firsthand, I know. I'm telling you, the times when I have prepared the most are the times mm-hmm. when I feel the most equipped. There was a guy, I'm gonna land a plane yes. right here. Yeah. Uh, but there was a guy who was who was um he was my boss when I was in seminary and I had mm. to preach. Well, I had to do a, a Bible study. Mm-hmm. And I was really, really nervous for some reason about teaching this Bible study that day to the youth. And I'm go to work and I'm just sitting there all frazzled and I'm just <sighs> You know, I'm just, you know, kind of like, he's like, mm-hmm. what's going on with you? And I was like, I got to teach Bible study tonight and I'm just not prepared. Mm-hmm. And his words to me in that moment is something that I'll never, ever, ever forget. And it's something that mm-hmm. I've carried with me till this day mm-hmm. and probably till mm-hmm. I die. He said, his name was Winston Worrell, Reverend Dr. Winston Worrell. Mm-hmm. He said, God will help you, but you got to give God something to work with. Well, mm-hmm. and when he Come said on. that, Mm-hmm. I was just like, oh my goodness, my mind was blown. Yes. And it just made me just look at the ways that I need to be spending my personal time much mm-hmm. differently, mm-hmm. you know, um, when it comes to just prepping for whatever opportunities yes. that God has given me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So true. So true. And we don't think about that. And I don't know if we're actually as I'm just going to speak to us black folk, right? So we have unfortunately defaulted so much to talent and charisma Mm. and even that anointing that we're especially in church anointing, but we don't necessarily think of the work that four letter word work. Yeah. You got to do some work, 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 work. Yeah. We got to do some work. (laughs) And that work I think is translated to whatever the, uh, profession whatever the call is on your life so for instance if you're called to sing or you're a musician you got to practice the skill and maybe go to school and learn how to read music and 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 don't just write these songs that don't make sense but to learn how to actually do it if and if you're a teacher then you got to read and not just read i only read the bible and gospel things read other disciplines and be broader And I don't think that we are, we haven't been taught as a people to do that work. So we're not Mm. holistic in our approach. And then when we do get information, we hide it. We don't share it with Mm. others. And so we can't grow collectively. And Mm. I'm I'm just excited about this, that we're going to be sharing and growing, but doing the work as well. 
so that when we come together every time we're moving forward and not just stuck in, well, this is my house, me, my God bless us for and no more. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I want to just, I just, I just want to throw this out there. Uh, mm-hmm. it, it's, no, it, we need to like sit around like with uh, our mentors and leaders like you, mm-hmm. auntie, in a mm-hmm. room with you and others that have been doing ministry 30 plus years. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I thought about something while we were talking. The, the, a lot of times we preach sermons and do lectures when we're in seminary and college, mm-hmm. but we never do it again. In That's front, true. Mm-hmm. Like sometimes we need to just sit in a room with our peers mm-hmm. and our leaders, get a topic and speak on it. That's and then true. get feedback if that would translate or not. Right. Because right. a lot of times we... we when it comes to opportunity, we think opportunity within our context. Mm-hmm, but, mm-hmm. but if we, all the studies are showing right. that our country is now more diverse than it's ever been and it's going yes. to continue to get more diverse. Yes. So you you will have to know how to speak and translate what your passion mm-hmm. is and purpose is in different environments. Mm-hmm. So I, I, we got to come up with a way where we can get leaders, uh, especially boom leaders. And uh, we'll talk to our CEO. We'll talk to Candace, mm-hmm. right? Yes. About how we can get in the room. <laughs> and I was just like, really- who is that? <laughs> That would be you, darling. Like come up with topics and just we we, we fishbowl it, right? And just come up with topic and talk about it. It's a great idea. You got five Mm -hmm. minutes to grab a scripture or grab Mm -hmm. an article or something off your phone, and let's talk about it. Like how can you organically jump in conversation or anything? Mm Because a lot of times, and I've met young black charismatic leaders Mm -hmm. who I want to give opportunity to, but they would they wouldn't capitalize on it. I think I think women and men walk into rooms very differently very right much so. mm-hmm. when, women walk into and I, and I know this is through doing all that I've been doing with Boone this pushed me outside of my comfort zone a whole mm-hmm. lot in ways that mm-hmm. I am not normally I, y'all know I, I mean for both those who know me I'm not I'm mm-hmm. I'm not putting myself in front of a camera or in front of a microphone. Mm-hmm. I walk into the opportunities that are presented to me, but with mm-hmm. Boone, I feel like I'm placing myself here. And a huge part of it is me doing it on purpose because mm-hmm. I know that if you're walking, if the, a man a man will walk into a room, know nobody there, mm-hmm. sit in that seat, put their feet up on the table, and cross their arms and be like, "This is my room." Exactly. But a woman will walk, peek in the door, and be like, "Is this the right room for me?" Mm-hmm. when she's the one who's the headliner right well, well and and i know you got on your wave your wave you know t-shirt right now pervy mm-hmm. um but when i was over when i was down there in dallas with you at the wave conference there mm-hmm. was people who were women that i saw mm-hmm. who mm-hmm. were sitting in the back rows who mm-hmm. were speakers but yet the brothers who were speakers walk right in and sit on the front row why do us <laughs> women do that Right. Mm-hmm. right. Now, why, why do we pull ourselves back in that way? Um, because sometimes we don't always think that the space is for us and mm-hmm. the seat is for us and we need more people. That's why I say, I'm, right. like, I'm, not, I'm not confused by the black women who have gone before me, who have right. let me see them. And mm-hmm. I know that the, the opportunity that I have to be able to be the eyes for another black woman and that right, right there, y'all. There and, and someone said to me, oh, she started a network for black women. No, I'm not starting a network for black women. I'm starting a network for black people because I can. Why do women have to only do things for women? Why can't we right. do things for all people, right? Right. 
And it's right. the way that patriarchy has lived within the Christian church. Mm-hmm. And it has created mm-hmm. this mentality amongst women that we've got to be able, we got to shrink ourselves and right. we can't walk into certain places when right. no, you have every right. Last thing I'm going to say that I'm going to land this plane. So I know we got a hard stop. Mm-hmm. I was fully ordained, seminary mm-hmm. graduate, fully ordained mm. in a pulpit. Mm-hmm. There was a guy who was in high school, had not even graduated high school. Mm. And the pastor of this church gets up on a microphone and he calls me sister so-and-so because the guy who doesn't even have a high school diploma, well, Reverend Doctor. Well, well, and it happens way too much in our church. Mm-hmm. Way too happens. much. It happens it's in the, seminary. It, it never it's ridiculous. It still happens. It is, Absolutely mm-hmm. ridiculous. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. the the way the one of the reasons why I'm really excited about about Boone and, and why opportunity is I me. Mean, I love the, the piece of our mission of community. Mm-hmm. I love the piece of our mission of strategy. But the mm-hmm. piece, if there's any piece that hits my heart the most, it is the piece of opportunity. Yeah. Because people have been silenced for so long, mm-hmm. have felt like they have not been seen. People have been not been given opportunities mm-hmm. and people have been feel have felt like I know God has given me this, the gifts to do this and the anointing to do this. Mm-hmm. But within our black church context, unless you right. got a good hoop, right. people got well, good hoop and aren't well, saying anything. Come on. Right. <laughs> unless you got a good hoop well, uh-huh. and you got the, 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 oh, I can stand up and I can say this uh, and I can do that uh, and I can do it. No, no you ain't saying nothing, <laughs> but you, your, your, your content is weak, but mm-hmm. your hoop is good. So therefore well, you're elevated. Well, right. Mm-hmm, so let's mm-hmm. elevate some people, open some doors for people to mm-hmm. be able to get the skills that they need, the training that they need so they can walk confidently in all that is God has called them to be. Yes. I'm going to shut up now. Cause I could probably keep on going. Nah, nah, it's good stuff. Mm-hmm. But like, before mm-hmm. we get out, Auntie, I gotta ask you this question because yep. I, I, I've seen you, I've seen you walk boldly into mm-hmm. rooms. Mm-hmm. That's right. Uh, that are mm-hmm. full of our white brothers and sisters. Mm-hmm. And I've seen you walk boldly into rooms with our black brothers and sisters. Mm-hmm. For leaders listening, we mm-hmm. we've unpacked a lot in a little time. Mm-hmm. But before we get out of here. I, I really want you to share with our Boone community mm-hmm. on how you're able to walk the same. Mm-hmm. Into mm. You don't, you never switch. You're auntie mm-hmm. wherever, wherever we are. <laughs> like, right. like you're you're consistently you. Mm-hmm. Where where two 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 things. Mm-hmm. Where did that come from? Mm-hmm. And how can you allow that? How can you pour it into somebody else so they can be confident in that too? Great, mm. great, great question. So let me say that I've learned it over time. And how that came from, I go back to my mother telling me, this is, you are, a, a woman can do anything, right? One, two, the black church saying to me, I'm young, gifted, and black. Mm. Thirdly, I want to add on to that. I would say Colossians 2.10, I'm in Christ mm. and I'm mm-hmm. complete in him. And so it's, it's, I realize I have what I need. I'm complete in him. And everything he I need, he will supply. He might supply it from this person over here or this book or this this podcast or whatever. I'm going to get it from different places. So once I got secure in who I am, and I, I, I go back to this quote again from Mufasa to Simba, because my husband and I would say this to our sons every day. Remember who you are. To mm. this day, they're in their 30s. And we still say to them, remember who you are. When you know who you are, 
and you know what you're called to do and what you're not called to do, it gives you a confidence in whose you are. It gives you a confidence that you, once you've done your research and you know the room, you walk in, I know who I am. I know what I bring to the table. If you don't like it, you don't want it. Oh, well, Uh, then it ain't for you or it may not be for me. And I'm good with that. It doesn't lessen who I am. So when I walk into a room and you don't like me, it doesn't reduce who I am. Well, you don't like what I have to say. It doesn't reduce. There are times I've, I've actually, was, before I was even speaking, there were men in the front row with their arms folded because they're with the, I suffer a woman not to teach. And mm. I've had that a row of men sitting in front of me in my seminar while I'm teaching. And one guy sat in the back and he raised his hand and he said, under what authority do you have to be teaching us as a woman? Mm. And I took a deep breath and I was like, Holy Ghost, help me because I wanted to take off my shoe and throw it. But I didn't. I didn't. I didn't. (laughs) Uh, I said, this brother want me to use some words good, bitter and sweet to me coming out the same mouth. He trying to make me curse. He trying to to get Jenny from the block. Yes, he was. So Holy Ghost, Holy Ghost strengthened me. And I said, sir, there are five workshops running at the same time. You are free to move about the country. You saw on the paper that the name is Virginia. So you knew a woman was teaching this content. Mm-hmm. Now, if you can't receive from me, I'm not offended. Feel free to move about the country and find another workshop. And this is when Southwest is really big about moving across the country. Brother sat there, he was three shades of red and said nothing. By the time the workshop was over, his arms went from folded like this to down and he was taking mm-hmm. notes. He came up to me after the workshop and he said, I owe you an apology mm-hmm. because you're a woman. I couldn't hear from you, but you delivered the content in such a way. I also believe it's because I was black because I was the only black person in the room. So I also believe color was a part of it, although, you know, it's difficult for some evangelicals, especially white evangelicals to admit the race card. So mm-hmm. I didn't play that. I just used the gender. And he said, I owe you an apology because I didn't want to hear you and what you had to say, but you blessed me today. Thank you. And he and his wife walked out of the workshop because the wife was like, I ain't leaving. If you want to go, go ahead. So I said that story to say, I had to know who I was unapologetically because you're going to get people who are going to be opposing you. Sometimes I'm in rooms and people say nothing. That's their context. They sit and listen. Now, I'm in a black Pentecostal church now. And, you know, we talk back. We talk to our neighbor. We talk back. So I can't let that intimidate me if I'm not getting any reaction from the audience. And I can feel the reaction is different. If they're getting tight, oh, I know I'm hitting you. I know I'm hitting you. You just can't respond in your culture space. And so I would say to others, how do you develop that? Well, first, know who you are. I think it's important to do assessments. Who are you and how do you like to get things done? Either biblical discs, you do the strength finder. There are tons of assessments out there that can tell you who are you and how do you like to do things. So I think as you get comfortable with who you are and start leaning into that and then give trusted people around you opportunity to speak into your life. What do you see? What's good? What's not so good? How do I refine? And then continue to build your craft and continue to sharpen and get around other people who are just as good, if not better than you in what you do and learn from them. And as you're sharpened and sharpened, when you walk in the room, I can be in a room with 500 youth leaders. I know I bring something different to the table than those other 499. 
It's not a pride thing. I just know I'm bringing something different. Mm. They need what I have, but I also need what they have. Mm-hmm. And so I think once you're in that space of, I know who I am, I know what I bring to the table, I add and I also receive, then it allows us all to be able to be confident in who we are. And whatever room you walk in, you're like, all right, I'm good. I'm good. Mm-hmm. If yeah. I'm received, I'm good. If I'm not received, I'm good. I'm good. And, you're, and you're not prideful because you're, you're confident and you're complete in Christ. Yeah. I love it. That's good. That is good. Thank you so much for being on in this journey and a part of this conversation. You're welcome. Thank you this for is inviting my heart. me. Any, this, any last uh, closing words? Uh, I just, mm-hmm. I just want leaders to hear. Mm. Here, I, I, I think it's not by knowing Candace. I know it wasn't by accident mm. that she invited uh, one of our mentors and an elder statesman in what we do for this conversation. Because we can go on for hours and uh, auntie mm-hmm. can give you so much information on just how to take advantage of opportunities and how to, mm-hmm. um, you know, create opportunities. But hopefully you heard our heart. And um, I knew this is real heavy on Candace's heart, too. And so just for everybody listening, hopefully you heard mm-hmm. our heart when it comes to opportunity that God, God will open doors for you. Mm-hmm. As, as a family and community, we just want to make sure you're prepared to walk through those doors. That's yes. right. And know mm-hmm. you don't have to kick doors down that the well, Lord's going to open. Mm-hmm. Right? That's right. You never have to kick down a door that God's going to open. If mm-hmm. it's not open mm-hmm. yet, it means he hadn't opened it. Mm-hmm. And while mm-hmm. you're standing in front of a closed door, he could be opening another one. Yes. So you can't be so ambitious mm-hmm. that you're missing opportunities, mm-hmm. but be ready for the opportunities that God gives. Mm-hmm. Amen. Yeah. That's good. That's good. Amen. Any last words? I would say, uh, uh, I think Robert spoke eloquently to those who are waiting for the opportunity. I speak to my generation, the older ones that are listening. Don't be afraid to give space to mm. not just the next generation, your next generation, but also some of other peers, some other voices that may not get the shine that you get. Don't be afraid. It takes nothing away from you to give mm. someone else opportunity nothing. You don't lose anything and allow the Lord to even elevate and to move us into other spaces. As long as we're alive and on this earth, God ain't done. So uh, look for the new spaces that he may be calling you into. Even when those old wells and old streams seem to be drying up, nothing wrong with you, child. Just keep moving. God got something else in store for you. Hmm. Amen to that. Amen to that. Thank you all for listening um, on this episode today. Um, so quick announcement before we close. We've decided, you know, with some kicking and screaming, <laughs> we can't do a podcast every week, y'all. We can't keep this thing going weekly. That's that's a lot of work. But what we can give you is a podcast every month. So every month moving forward, beginning in the month of August, we're going to be dropping at the top of the month a new episode Y'all hear that clapping? Y'all hear that clapping? I knew he was going to come on cue with the clap sound. You always ready. (laughs) (laughs) You always ready with the sounds, man. Yeah. So, so we're going to, we're going to dive in once a month. So stay tuned, share this podcast with your, with your, with your folks, all your people. If you want to be a part of the Boone community, go find us on Facebook. Uh, We are the Boone community Facebook group. 
or go to theboomcommunity.com and, and find out what we got going on there. And to my girl, Ashley Johnson, who's back with us this week. We missed you last week. We're so glad to have you uh, producing with us today, a part of this conversation. Love you, girl. All right, y'all. Thanks for listening. And until next time, peace.